I think a lot of us go back to things that we are passionate about when before we were told what we were supposed to do. Let's peek inside the mind of a boomer. This is Boomer Randomness, a podcast dedicated to the baby boom generation with random observations about boomer life from boomers, including topics like music, movies, memories, marriage and divorce, retirement, bucket lists, kids and grandkids, travel, medical crap that old people talk about, and a whole lot more. Here is your Boomer host, Bernie Lucas. This episode of Boomer Randomness is the rest of my conversation with property appraiser, charity volunteer, younger and boomer, Leslie Lawrence. Last time we talked about retiring, aging, and the state of music then and now. This time, we'll start with... That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. On my end of the boomer spectrum, a lot of people like me were space geeks. We watched the beginning of the uh, humans in space, the space race, all that kind of stuff. And the 54th anniversary of the first lunar landing is this summer. Wow. uh, Okay, so on the younger boomer end... Do you remember all of that going on? Did you see anything, you know, remember? I I do remember it very well um, because my dad um, at the time woke us up, my brother and I, to come watch them land on the moon. They had a little black and white Uh tiny TV in the bedroom. And I just remember seeing these men bouncing around like they look like Michelin men to me. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And then planting a flag and saying whatever. And I was really tired, (laughs) (laughs) but I was also very into the space program because my dad was into it. He actually um, helped with uh, some industrial design of, um, oh gosh, Mercury, the Saturn V and some of the Apollo series and um, worked with some of our German scientists that came over Uh um, down in Florida I'm really fascinated that they, that there's a space program again and, yes, you know, know, and there's talk of, well, there's, there's actually a timeline. I don't remember what it is. It's too long for me. I wish it was now, but <laughs> there is a timeline on a lunar lunar mission again. And the biggest difference, there's a cultural difference from now, you know, between now and, and back then, you know, it's like at that point, one small step for man. Well, now it could likely be one small step for woman and it's not necessarily you know, a, a white U.S. citizen. It could be, but it's like it's a very, a very international effort now, and yes. multi generational, multi gender, multi um, country, and I, I think that's a good thing. Generally, I think that's an awesome thing, and it makes me so happy to see um, so many people interested in it. One, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so many people um, invested, and so many people represented, um, because I'm sure you know the interest has always been there. It's been kind of like how things were run for so long. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's changing quite a bit. Yay. Boomers have bucket list, you know, a list of things that you want to do or accomplish or see or whatever before you kick the bucket, before you die. Well, it's funny because um, I'm kind of doing a lot of those things. I kind of do. I've done them pretty much along my life. Uh So, But I do think that you touched on one thing, which was um, I think a lot of us 
go back to things that we were passionate about when before we were told what we were supposed to do. Right. You know, for a living, right? So, um, yeah, the music and the singing and the playing was something that I did in, in college. I actually got paid money for it. It was great. Um, um, and I'm trying to get back to that, um, which is a little bit difficult after so many years. Um, some things I've done that I would still like to redo again um, is I speak badly five languages two of them i'd really like to go back and get um good at again which are um turkish and arabic i'd like to pick up some chinese if i could yeah. that'd be cool um so the learning component i want to go back to school um I, i'd like to go and not just audit but you know like maybe get a master's and maybe fine arts i don't know something like that yeah. but still do these other things um I'd like to be a park ranger. <laughs> I, like, I think that became a cool thing for me as bad as the pandemic was for so many people and uh, all the lives lost. Um, for me, it was a great time in terms of getting in touch with nature. And I think it was for a lot of other people too. And I found such solace in um, that alone time and just being outside and learned our parks and, and just developed a really deep connection with nature and I'd love to do that. I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, I'd love to work for an auction house. I actually wrote a bucket list when I was 31 years old. Wow. Yeah. And so most of the things I, you know, I've gone back and looked at it and some of them changed. Like, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I physically but, can't do some of the ones that were on there, but there's, there's going to be some kind of appropriate substitute for some of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at it and it's like, you know, um, I, um, I've always loved, well, I didn't always love yoga. In fact, I have a friend who is a great yoga instructor and she tried so hard for a year to get me into it. I was just like, oh God, I can't do this. Um, and now, you know, I, I love that. I love, I love, you know, just trailing and hiking and doing all that kind of stuff. Even, you know, climbing rocks mm -hmm. um, occasionally, um, which, you know, it's amazing to me. I can climb all those things and do all that. And yet I just walk down a little trail and a root catches my toe and boom. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, um, but I'd like to work. One of the things I always dreamed about was like, I'd like to work in an, a big auction house, like, you know, Sotheby's or Christie's. I'd love to go in an archaeological dig. I don't care where. Yeah. I just want to go on one and, and just, I know it's just like dusting stuff. And, and yeah, yeah but, but if there's something cool there, uh, whatever, oh, yeah. that'd be fun. Um, I'd like to go to Mongolia. And standing wow. there, and a friend of mine did this um, about three years ago with her daughter and son, and it looked just as awesome as I thought it would be. And yeah. so I'm like, that would be really cool. But right now, I'm like I said, one of the things I'm doing is, um, I it's been a long time since I've been overseas, so that's planned for next year because that travel is a, has always been a huge thing in my life. I lived overseas for a time um, as an adult in the Middle East. Um, that was an interesting lifetime yeah. um but i it just taught me so much about how to appreciate the differences in cultures that we have mm -hmm. versus dismiss them if you don't understand them um you'll be afraid of them right if you understand them you're not afraid of them you may disagree with certain things but you still can understand them so i think i got at a very early age a young exposure to um embracing you know differences versus um fearing them right, um right. You know, and so and especially you know with with that part of the world lots of people have very deep concerns after 911 and yeah. but you have to look at 
the fact that, you know, there are going to be all kinds of terrorists. There's terrorists today in the United States. Sure. Um, yeah. There's terrorists everywhere. So we have to look at the mentality versus the people, right? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. They represent. <laughs> so I would love to, you know, be able to go travel even more um, overseas. But like I said, the national parks are a big thing for me because I did a bunch of them in my 20s. I hiked the Grand Canyon. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, I was just going to I was just going to ask you might be able to do one of my bucket list things that I can't do anymore. And it's the the Bright Angel I I mean I really mapped this out 15 years ago, the Bright Angel uh-huh. Trail from the the rim down to Phantom Ranch, spend two nights in the lodge down there and hike back out. And it's well, like, you know, and and I I looked up videos for people in their 50s that I was at the time and you know what extra things you needed to do to accomplish that yes. now i just i'm just not physically able to i walk with a cane as other reasons yeah. but but i could certainly do it vicariously if you and your boyfriend ever wanted to go down and do that uh, i'm not sure he's going to want to hike the grand canyon because i'll tell you what I, I hiked it when i was um two friends and i went cross country right after college graduation so i was um 21 22 um and hiked the grand canyon we took hiked down um, and it took us, and we hiked out to the Snake River, I think. It took us about two hours. Um, we hiked up the same day. That's and hiking back that's up. Rough. Took seven hours. And there was a gentleman who was about my age who kept passing me on the switchbacks. <laughs> I'm like, they're going, good God almighty, how is this? Because I was in good shape, you know? Uh-huh. And finally I caught up with them at one point. And I said, you know, how do you do this? You know, and he goes, um, he goes, I climb all the time. I hike all the time, but this is, I do this once a year. It's oh, kind of wow. like my, my thing. And I'm like, maybe feel a little bit better, but not much. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm not sure I can fulfill your, um, your bucket list now, but I did then. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good, good. <laughs> a, a retro thing. We were talking about retirement, uh, earlier. There's a, there's a trend. I mean, a lot of people talk about where they want to retire. They might want to stay, stay put. You know, maybe families all around, they might want to downsize or whatever, but stay. And then yeah. other people say, oh, I'm moving to Florida. I'm moving to wherever. And um, where are you on that spectrum? Have you th- thought retirement through and do you want to move somewhere yes. else? <laughs> <laughs> so one, I'm not going to move anywhere um, as long as mom is here. Sure. Um, because, you know, I want to be closer and I want to be close to family and she gets a lot of visitors. <laughs> so yeah. that's always good. Um but the other thing too is I'm much more pragmatic when it comes to financial matters. And I've I've looked at the fantasy. Yeah, I would love to have a pied terre in England or <laughs> one in New York or live in British Columbia. Um, you know, that would be lovely. Very expensive too. Yeah. Um, so is Northern Virginia. So um I've looked at it. I've been reading probably those like the best places to retire to since uh, uh-huh. for the past five, six years. Yeah. Um but then I got really kind of pragmatic about it. Like, okay, we're somewhere in the vicinity where I can get, you know, be within two hours, two to three hours of um, here yeah. um, and, and home to certain family members yeah. or other family members and also major airports and major medical facilities yeah. and colleges or universities because you get a much more cultural atmosphere there um, or you know, a drive to a big city, you know, something like that where you can. So it's it's not in Northern Virginia, but it's in, you know, still on the East Coast. Sure, I mean, yeah. I loved I wanted to move to San Diego when I was 20. My <laughs> brother lives in Southern California, my youngest. Um, but it's just, you know, you look at you know, taxes, you look at all that kind of stuff when you really sit down and figure it out. 
Um, and that can change over time too. Sure. But um, right now there's some places that look really good and Virginia and Maryland are not the two on the top of the list. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And the places that do come up on those lists that are good are even more expensive. Annapolis being one, Annapolis, Maryland. Oh, yeah. I have friends that live in Annapolis and yeah. it's like, I'm glad they can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, there's three places. I really, I mean, I did a lot of research on this in my 50s and even mm-hmm. early 60s. And it's like, and, and two of the three came up on those lists you mentioned. Um, uh, Asheville, North Carolina, one of my favorite places. Um, Flagstaff, Flagstaff, Arizona, and the Outer Banks, North Carolina, you know, the beaches. Yep. And, and I would, I love those. And at one point I was actually looking at real estate on the Outer Banks at some point, but there is nothing practical in my life about living in any of those. No, so there's like, not. I gotta, um, gotta visit them when I can. Boomer randomness. I'm Bernie Lucas. We're talking with property appraiser, charity volunteer, and younger in Boomer, Leslie Lawrence. So in our remaining few minutes, what other kind of stuff do you think about in terms of Boomer, through the Boomer focus? Well, I think about, um, well, since I was in this field for for such a long time, I think about technology. Um, and I think about, you know, the impact that technology has today and, and some of the things that are downsides for um, not just our generations, but generations that are older than our, than us. Um, and part of that's accessibility. You know, we don't have, and, and it doesn't have to mean physical accessibility, but egalitarian accessibility. Technology is still not available to everyone. Yeah. Um, and so we, we rely so heavily on hey, take the survey through a QR code or, you know, use your smartphone for this. Well, some people don't have smartphones or they don't have access to computers or they can't read computers or smartphones because they've got eyesight issues. There's, you know, stuff like that, right? But um, I'm much more interested in things that we're gonna are going to help us in the future or could help us. I mean, because there's, there's such a now, such a, a trend towards the overlap of, um, physics, science, and technology. And so to me, those are all three fascinating things. So yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm going, yay. Um, now, some of it can be good and some of it can be not so great. Um, so I look at technology and I think of things like, um, you know, smart robots. I mean, truly, we're their companions. Um, isolation, I think, is, you know, they say loneliness is the, the worst factor for people that get older because they've lost someone or they never had someone or whatever. Well, hey, you know, it might be a little bit weird to think about, but it's still there. Um, They're looking at anti-aging drugs, and that doesn't mean um, really to stop the aging process, but they are, um, it's already been researched in terms of how to um, help older generations with immune system issues. Now, I still think that would lead to longer longevity, and then that would mean we'd get to work longer, so I'm not so sure about that, yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's, there's a pro and a con there, right? Yeah. Um, one of the things that I think fi- find really fascinating, because I wonder if it's even going to exist anymore, um, is a secure quantum internet. And that's actually sounds so weird, but it's when they put they put qubits into photons. They've already done this in the Netherlands, researchers have. And photons, of course, are light. And they run them through optical fiber, and they literally can't be decrypted. You know, any uh, anything that if anybody tries, it just blows up. It doesn't go through at all. So that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then there's um, 
like DNA computing, where it's like you're really using biology instead of silicon. It's there's all kinds of things that are coming up. A lot of them are health related, and that's one of the big um, obstacles because there would be have to be a lot of political pressure on certain entities to change our healthcare system because right. some of them could be globalized in terms of um, personalized, like they call it um, hyper personal healthcare. Um, so, you know, there's really some cool stuff going on. And then there's some, just like everything else, there's the downsides. I look at AI, I'm still skeptical. I've, I've actually written my own chat bot at one point um, <laughs> as just part of, you know, an experiment. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I play with Google Bard and I do all kinds of stuff just to see, okay, what's going on with this. Um, but they're looking at hyper AI because AI is, you know, growing and expanding so much. It like it changes every three to four months. Yeah. And um, you look at it and you kind of look at it now and it seems very kludgy, especially when you're on the receiving end of it. Right. Or if you're reading something, you can tell right away that it's been written, you know, by AI or, um, you know, it's all, all of the different uses of AI can, are, are primarily being used by big companies and that's to increase operational efficiencies. And so for that, you lose a lot of, it can be very isolated. You had posited, you know, is there an age that people want to live to? Right. And I, I've never thought about that. I mean, I, I mean, I've thought about it in terms of this, like, I want to have the money to be, right, so that, right, right. You know, I'm not a burden on anybody else or, you know, and pain for them. Yeah. Um, but if you look at it in, in days before we had healthcare as we do today, yeah. people just got old and died. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that's, um, it, didn't have to think about, yeah, you know, yeah. is there an age you want to live to? Um, and I think for me, it's more of like, I don't have a number. It's like, as long as I'm not a burden to someone else, not a burden to myself, feel good, meaning I'm mentally cognizant um, and cogent enough to enunciate and talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and do things I enjoy. Yeah. Right? If I'm still enjoying life, it's kind of like when you look at your pets, you think, you know, are they having a good quality of life, right? That's what your vet always says, yeah. quality of life. Why shouldn't that apply to us? We're still animals too. Yeah. Um, so if we have a good quality of life, if we live to 68 or 98 or 108, what does it matter? Because at any point, and this is the thing that most people don't think about, any day you could get hit by a bus. Mm-hmm. You could fall off your step, hit your head, boom, that's it, Yeah. right? So if you think of that, if anybody's been close to death or had a near-death experience, and I have <laughs> several times, um, then you tend to think more along those lines. But you do want to be healthy because you, when you get older, you don't want to have um, things that are out of your control you can't control. But you don't want to contribute to ill health, right? Right, right. So I don't have a number, do you? I, yeah, I do. And, and it's just my fascination with zero year birthdays. And my mother and her three siblings were born yeah. in an era when the average lifespan was 55 to 58. Yep. And they all made it to their 90s. She got to 95 and her, her um, older sister got to 95. And it's yeah. like, okay, if they got there, I could get to 100. I want to be on that smucker's jar. <laughs> <laughs> We tend to focus on 
end of life. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Um, but we don't look at it as aging is an incredible opportunity to grow and expand and to pursue the things that we always wanted to, but we're shackled to other expectations right. that we impose on ourselves, right? Yeah. So um, I actually wrote this down because it's one of my favorite quotes. Um, Bowie had a quote and he said, aging is an extraordinary process where you become the person you always should have been. Uh, yeah. And I think that's really true because again, you you get to the point where you just don't care or what other people think. You don't, mm-hmm. I mean, you may value their opinions, you may value their positions, all that kind of good stuff, but you're not personally impacted by this person, oh, think of perceiving judgment or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so you look at it and you go, hey, if somebody wants to get a tattoo when they're 98 years old, go ahead and do it. Oh, yeah. That was something that never would have happened to my mom's age. And there's some boomer perspective from a younger boomer, Leslie Lawrence. Let's look at that relocating in retirement thing for another minute. AARP reports that about 240,000 retirees moved to a new state in 2022. If you're retired or are thinking about retiring, are you considering relocation? A recent Forbes magazine article I saw online suggested five things to consider first. One, vacationing in a place is different than living there. They suggest visiting a place several times in all four seasons to get a clearer picture of what that place is really like before you actually go and try to move there. I think my dog wants to retire. Second, seeing is believing. Some boomers move to a place that got good reviews in magazine articles, but Forbes urges you to actually see the place first. It might not be what you expected and could be costly to move back or to move somewhere else. Third, saving money isn't the only reason to pick a place. Low taxes might be appealing, for example, but other things to think about include health care, proximity to family and friends, crime rate, social and political compatibility with your own beliefs, and other factors. Fourth, consider the total tax picture, including things like income taxes, state taxes, and other tax considerations. And fifth, don't procrastinate too much about deciding to move to another state in retirement. Give yourself a deadline window for deciding. Again, those are uh, all from an article I read. It's written by Joel Johnson, and I saw it recently on Forbes.com. I'm Bernie Lucas. Thanks for checking out my podcast. Tell everybody you know about it. Here's what's coming up on Boomer Randomness. A totally random exploration of Boomer life, including things like college Sunday drives, newspapers, grab bars, wine, hmm. Integrity, buying music, getting random with you on the next episode. Learn more about Boomer Life at BoomerRandomness.com. Check us out on the Boomer Randomness Facebook and on Twitter at BoomerRandom1. Okay, Boomer, thanks for listening. And tell everyone you know about Boomer Randomness.